Hi, everyone. It's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Many of us struggle with time. Sometimes it goes too fast, other times it goes too slowly, and yet we believe it is fixed. Today we're going to be talking about time from spirit perspective, what it is, how it can become our ally, and how the rules about time are starting to shift with a new consciousness that's starting to come in. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration to help begin to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Karen, time is such an important topic. And uh, so I thought what we would do is the people that follow you and really enjoy your work, they've got some real questions about time. So if you don't mind, I'd like to just kind of walk through. Sure. Okay, okay. So the first one is, um, Karen, when you start a group frequency calibration, you often ask us to orient ourselves in the space that we're in. And that's a technique you call triangulation. Now, why, why is this so important? And is this, is, is this really something that we should use at other times? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to back up from that question. So okay. I heard the question. Okay, so the reason, the technique that the person's asking about is something called triangulation, as you mentioned. Yep, yep. Okay. Okay, so time, I'm just going to back up and say, before we even begin this topic, this is a huge topic. This is time from my perspective. Okay, so I just want to say it that way. Okay, first. All right, because we could talk about this for seven hours, I'm sure, and debate about it, but this is time from my perspective. So, the reason why we do triangulation is because we are in what I call a space-time reality, which is different from a time-space reality. Okay, what that means is we have both space and time, and we need to, in space-time, pick up our bodies to cross a room, right? There's the component of space and time. So meaning to cross a room, you have to pick up your body and cross it, right? That takes a certain amount of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So space and time take, like time governs that space. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. In time space, you can be anywhere instantly. It's a different set of rules. Does that make sense? They're opposite from each other. Okay. Because we are in space time, you need to, in order to, access the eternal now, and I'll tell you why that's important in a minute, you need to coordinate from both the space perspective and the time perspective. Why do you care about the eternal now? You care about the eternal now for a number of reasons. One is because it's very stable in terms of a time perspective, because the eternal now is kind of like the, the sea of the all that is. It is the fabric of everything in terms of time. Does that make sense? It yeah. is everything, everywhere. It just is. That's okay? the it's the backdrop for everything. Yeah. Okay? So you have to enter it from a certain access point, but once you're in it, it's infinite. Mm. Okay? So once you get to that point, you can, you're essentially able to create more effectively in terms of creation manifestation. You have to be in that point. You also need to be in that point to have stability or more stability within the linear time. It also helps you to accelerate on spirit level. 
So eternal now, the eternal now, or being able to access it is really important. Also, the eternal now is because it's so stable, because it is everything, it is infinite. We are having these consciousness purity waves that I've been talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please refer back to the episode called Why is Polarization Happening on the Planet? Because these purity consciousness waves are coming through and they're pulsing with such intensity, it is causing destabilization in the field, including time. And we're going to talk a little bit later in this segment about how that wave and that new consciousness is changing the rules with regards to time. But because it's so destabilizing for us and our sense of time, the more you're in the eternal now, the more stable you will feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it is the backdrop of everything. If you're in the infiniteness, yeah. it's more stable than if you're being pinged around in linear time by the pulsations of the wave, the consciousness wave. Okay? Right. So that's why the eternal now matters. So to go back way back to her question, because it's a kind of a complicated answer to her question, which is why is triangulation important? Like I said, you have two components in space-time, space and time, obviously. Yeah. Triangulation, what she's referring to, is when I start certain group frequency calibrations, especially those of a much higher resonating order where it's less about clearing the distortions and more about acceleration, okay, in terms of your vibrational level. There's still clearing happening, but it's more about that acceleration. What happens then is we have to get into the eternal now. And it's faster and more efficient if you guys, as the participants in the GFC, are very aware of where you are in space, meaning you're aware on some level of your spatial coordinate, okay? And if you wanna know more about triangulation, listen to one of my GFCs, and I'll, there's a very specific way to instruct of how to, how to do that. But when you're doing that, you're essentially solidifying or concentrating or becoming more aware of your spatial coordinate. Once you're aware of your spatial coordinate, then I can pull you into the eternal now from a frequency standpoint. Does that make sense? Because you've done half the work, right? Which is like, I am aware of where I am in, in space. Then I'm like, okay, so now you're aware of where you are. And the other part is like, be aware of your body. So when you're aware of your body, you become more aware of the present moment in this linear time, which then allows me to pull you guys into the eternal now, wow. where space-time doesn't exist. So there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. And, <laughs> and I, I think maybe the bottom line is the fact that the whole process uh -huh. is so much more effective and efficient Yes. if... You know, you kind of have that space check-in first. Oh, yeah. It just makes it faster because, yeah. of course, like I've always mentioned in these episodes, it, the more, this is a collaboration. I'm not doing stuff yeah. to you yeah. guys. Yeah. The more active you are in participating with us, the faster I can move the entire group yeah. or you yeah. or and you, often if, it, if it's a group frequency calibration, and then we can get things done more efficiently, more effectively right. with Liz Detox. So that's why we do that. Good. Yeah, and then answer her last question, which is, should we do this all the time? Um, it's helpful to do it often. Uh, it's hard to remember. It's sort of like any habit. It's difficult to remember. Yeah. Uh, it is helpful, the especially if you're the type of person who's not very grounded. You know, the type of person, you know, like people who are, tend to be floaty or they tend to be out of their bodies or whatever. This helps because it constantly anchors you in space and into your body, which will then help you be more in the present moment, which will just have, a, you know, as a result, you can get into the eternal. Now you can just be more present. You can be in your body, all that good stuff. I find in, in doing that practice with you at the introduction of a GFC that it really heightens your awareness. Yes. So now I have become aware 
of the room. Yeah. I have become aware of self. Yeah. I have become aware of kind of my relationship yeah. to the room and myself. Yeah. And now it's almost like I'm ready for the journey. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Yeah, Very exactly. Good. Okay, cool. Got another one. Okay. Um, so when a person is completely present in their body, mm-hmm. does that mean that they're in a state of timelessness but in time? And then the second part is, is that what you mean when you refer to the eternal now? Yeah. Okay, so my answer is not necessarily. So just because someone is fully present in their body, they're not necessarily in the eternal now. And the reason they're not necessarily in the eternal now is because you have to actually be at a certain vibrational level to enter the eternal now. What allows you to be in is in the present moment, in this linear time. I think we talked about this in another episode, but just to repeat so that people understand, because it's actually a difficult concept to get um, because it's so antithetical to the way we think about time. So the eternal now, as you mentioned, is the backdrop of everything. Okay? Yeah. Running on top of it, I think you used the analogy of a train running across it, is linear time. Yeah. Right? So when you're fully present in your body, for most people, not all people, most people, what that means is they're in the present moment in linear time. If they're at a certain vibrational level, that will allow them to access the eternal now. Does that make sense? It's a prerequisite for being able to access the eternal now. But the other prerequisite is that you actually are at the correct vibrational level to be able to do that. But it's the gateway. You need to be present in your body first in linear time before you can access the eternal now. So if the person is of of a high enough vibrational order, if they're fully in their present body, can they be in the eternal now and linear time at the same time? Yes. 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 But it depends on who you are. So it, it is a two-part yes. two-part answer. One is just kind of being present, yep. and the other one is your frequency vibrational level. Correct. Okay, good, good. So um, here's a good one. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean when you say collapse the timelines? Mm-hmm. I, I hear you say that, you know, mm-hmm. at different at different times. Yeah, usually when I'm doing a GFC. Yeah. And usually I'm saying collapsing the timelines, usually when I'm talking about a GFC and I've brought you into the eternal now. That's typically when I'm talking about that. So um, for people just to give context. Yeah. Okay. We all, especially when we haven't cleared a lot of distortion patterns, run multiple timelines. For some people, it's a lot of them. Okay, so timelines are like... Um, the simplest way to explain it is like if you make a choice, for example, when you to say yes to some big opportunity instead of saying no, that would create two different timelines, right? Because your life would be different if you'd said yes or if you said no, for example, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So all these decisions create all these different timelines. Does that make sense? So I've, so, got, I've got the free will to make decisions, yeah. and so I'm kind of putting myself in yeah. different positions. Decisions. Yeah, and it's, okay, so the reason this is so difficult to talk about is because it's not static. Okay, so people think of timelines and they think of a line. Does that make sense? And it's linear and it's fixed. Okay, so here I'm gonna do my best to explain this, but it's very difficult because this is a non-linear concept, okay? And I'm not very practiced at explaining it, so bear with me. The thing is, it's moving, all right? So here we are, we've said yes instead of no. But you're also going to, in this, okay, so here's yes and here's no. Okay, so my right hand is yes, my left hand is no. Let's just imagine, okay? This is the choice I've made to this opportunity, right? Here we are cruising along in right hand and left hand, yes and no. But in the yes, there's still other decisions that you can make in that moment, 
like, right, you still have free will. You're still making decisions which are affecting that timeline, which can cause it to splinter, to cause create other timelines, right? So you have almost like, like a branching of a tree, kind of like, you know, how a family tree splinters out. It's kind of like that. And then you can hop. You can also hop timelines. People can distort time and hop timelines. So they have different versions of things. I know that's very complicated sounding. It's extremely difficult for me to explain because we are very linear in how we think. Okay, so it's not really linear per se. It's more like like hex- hexagons that fit together into what look like a molecule. And you can jump around within that molecule or jump from one big molecule to another molecule. I know that's extremely confusing. I probably just confused the hell out of everyone. Sorry. But my point simply is that when you access the eternal now, here's the thing that you care about. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Here's the, here's the like, upshot. Like, why you, why you care? <laughs> right. Okay, now I'm with you. Now, now you're like, okay. The reason you care is because sometimes when we have lots of timelines and we have distortions, we have distortions that are more present in some timelines than others. Does that make sense? Because, right, in some, you have different experiences in different timelines, and therefore the distortions you experience or you remove are different in different timelines. When I get you into the eternal now, here's again the upshot of why you care. The reason you care is when I get you into the eternal now, I have reached the level of frequency vibration where I can collapse your timelines in the eternal now and remove the distortion from all your timelines simultaneously. Does that make sense to you? And that sounds fascinating. <laughs> and it speaks to efficiency. Correct. Because yeah. otherwise you're picking and choosing and picking and yeah. this over here. this. Yeah. And what you're saying is it's kind of a... a a group you've group you've, delete batch delete ah, batch delete boom. <laughs> batch delete you're batch deleting from time okay 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 so that's why it's important so the to answer your question why is the collapsing of the timelines important because when you can do that you can delete the distortion pattern across all the timelines so for some people the reason their detox is so intense is because in some of those timelines the ripple effect of that, if you just think about that, the ripple effect into different timelines is going to be extremely intense for some people. Yeah. Does that make sense? And what happens is, as you ascend higher and higher, the timeline isn't multiple timelines, it's one. Does that make sense? You don't need to have multiple timelines. It all starts to collapse, yeah. collapse into oneness. One, 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 one. So instead of having all these different timelines running, they start to collapse into one as you clear up, right? Because the distortion patterns are clearing, clearing from all the different timelines, all the, right? You start to actually, it's weird. As you declare the distortions, how you experience your past, your stories of your past, who your, the people used to be in your past start to shift. You start to not be able to remember so much. And you don't have as much story around it or this desire to lock them into a certain way of being. And all that, when the sort of end result of all that sort of stuff happening that seems unrelated is your timeline start to just become simplified and become one. So this... You know, that kind of gave me chills. Oh. <laughs> so this is really another reason for the whole concept around group. Yeah. GFC you... is when you're working with a group like that, you're actually taking that group and being able to work with them as a group. Yes. And so it's yeah. like, wow. So I think what you're saying is with the group, we are, I'm able to pull the whole group into that situation exactly. where I can delete, batch delete all of their, yes, their yeah. distortion patterns. Through, yes, through their, all their timelines. Yeah, I kept saying yes, but I meant yes for yeah. all of that. <laughs> so, but that's, that's amazing, yeah. you know, to be able to do that. So, okay. So let's see. Uh, 
we're going to go another direction here. Okay. Uh, if a person is out of time, uh, no, is a person out of time when they are not fully in their body. So mm -hmm. I'm not fully in my body. I'm kind of scattered mm -hmm. or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that I'm out of time? Yes. And what are the advantages or disadvantages of being out of time? Yeah. All right. This is an excellent question. And the reason this is such an excellent question is because people don't realize how much of their distortion patterns originate from a time distortion. So in terms of the difficulties that they experience in their physical realities. So to answer the first question, if you're out of your physical body, are you outside of time? Yes. Yes, you're not in present. Okay, you have to be in your body in order to be in what I would call present time. Okay, grounded in the present moment in linear time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. So now, the disadvantage of being outside. There's no advantage to being outside of time. There's none, really. The only way that I guess could be advantageous is if you're in the eternal now. So meaning you're in the eternal now and not in linear time. You can't hold that forever. You actually, if you're going to stay in a physical body, you have to actually either go into eternal now and come into the linear time or be able to hold both simultaneously. Okay, so there's no, other than that, yeah. there's no real advantage to being outside of the present. And as I mentioned before, in order to access the eternal now, step one prereq is for you to be in the present moment in your body. Yeah. Okay, so you can't access the yeah. eternal now if you're not present yeah. in your body. So I guess that's sort of what you know where yeah. that goes. Okay, so, all right. So the disadvantages was the other question, right? Yep. The disadvantages yep. of being outside of your body and not in physical time, or not in, in linear time. Okay, again, I'm gonna do my best to explain this, okay, because it's such a wide topic. Yeah. All right, when we come into embodiment, I'm gonna go big picture, big picture first. When we come into embodiment, we agree to certain rule sets, okay? One of them, and I may have mentioned this before, is time meaning coming into linear time. We, when we're not embodied, are in the eternal now. In spirit realm, everything is in the eternal now. This linear time thing is just weird, okay? It's something that we agree to experience because it's part of the veil of forgetting, but it's not something that we're super duper knowledgeable about when we're disembodied, okay? So when we're not in a body, okay. Time, as a result, because it is an agreement that we make when we come in, just like we agree to certain physical rules like gravity, the veil of forgetting, like I just mentioned, right? Which is, by the way, I've, um, the, the forgetting that we are infinite consciousness connected to the part of the all that is, right? We think we're separate then. We think we die. That's the veil of forgetting, just for people who don't know what that means. Okay, so with regards to time, because it is linear and it is specific to this plane, there is an agreement about the present moment because we all have to agree like this is zero. Does that make sense? For linear time, for all of us to reference the same thing, like for you and I to be existing in the same time together and then also in the same space together. So agreement that, oh, look, there are flowers here, the table there, there appear to be chairs here, whatever. That's all predicated on there being a zero, like a point that begins 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Greenwich Mean Time, or whatever they call it, right? Like that's how in our in our um, time zones that we talk about Greenwich time being zero, right? Similarly, the present moment in linear time is zero. Does that make sense? It's a thing from which everything else references. So, if you are not in time, you're not out in within the collective agreement of everyone else about time and space. So, what that means, okay, so I realize it's very esoteric and like whatever, okay, for some people it's gonna be fascinating, for other people it's gonna be like, mm -hmm. the reason that matters is, for example, when people are outside of time on a practical level, what can happen is people don't register you being there. Okay, because you literally, they literally don't see you. They don't hear you. It takes them a minute to like acknowledge you, right? And you, you kind of take it personally because you're thinking, I've been talking to you for five seconds, you know, two seconds or one, hello, you know, but they don't literally don't register you because you're outside of time. You'll get into collisions a lot more because again, people don't see you. You'll drop things, you'll bump into stuff a lot more, cause yourself more injury because you're not in your physical body in time. So there's lack of coordination there. That kind of thing starts to happen. You start to distort time even more, meaning so like, um, things get really, really wonky when you try to make plans, when you, tr with your memory. People have really hard times remembering things. They can't. They become obsessed with time. They try to control it a lot. They're all, and also, what happens is you just miss opportunities. They're always just, just miss them, right? Or sometimes a lot miss them. And it's like constantly happening to you. Or you constantly run into bad luck, like that type of thing, you know, because of bad timing. Yeah. That type of thing happens, right? You're or, yeah, or like, um, People will, uh, it's crazy, like people, a lot of like accident and like physical trauma happens because people literally don't see you and then they smash into you, right? Yeah. Or you'll like blip out of time, meaning like you lose like where you are and like car accidents and stuff happen. Like people like end up smashing into like light poles or, for no reason or whatever because they literally like glitch out of time, okay? So not being in time is really kind of terrible, all right? And I'm going to go one step further to explain things, Okay. Okay, I don't, I'm going to try and explain this the best I can. This is probably going to freak some people out, but I'm just going to explain it anyway because I think it's important. All right, we render in space-time. So we're like computer programs. You know, like in Star Trek from the 60s where they would go into the transporter thingy and then they would be beamed up or down, be beamed up into the ship or down onto the planet or whatever, and they'd be like, right, and then they would come into form. Okay. We essentially are doing that all the time, and we don't, we don't consciously do it, but we do. And that's, and so part of when you're out of time, so you're rendering, okay, in space time. The reason you keep rendering your reality is because you think it's solid and real, and you remember, you always go back to the same rendering, right? Because you remember it, and it gives you certainty and safety to always render the same thing. The more you start to be able to be of a higher level order and release the distortion patterns, the more fluid your reality seems to be. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't so solid. And that means that I can change it, okay? That's when we start to be able to realize our ability to create manifest. When we start to be outside of time, we don't render correctly into space-time. This can cause all kinds of physical ailments. It can cause emotional trauma. It can cause things to come into your body because you're not rendering properly in time and because you're not properly rendering in time. 
and you're not in your body, other things can come into your body. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It means a lot of things can control you because you're not rendering properly. A lot of things can interfere with your rendering. So I know that sounds really weird and out there, but being outside of time does not serve you. It's really not good. The question I think uh, uh, folks will, you know, if I come to you, Karen, can mm -hmm. you help me if I, if I truly understand what you just said? Mm -hmm. And I've had those experiences mm -hmm. where I just, I'm out of whack with mm -hmm. the world around me. Mm -hmm. Can you help me kind, yes. of, kind of recalibrate yes. Yes, and it doesn't take very long. Yeah. That's the irony. Like I've had people who've suffered really for like decades, and within three to five minutes, they're like, whoa, everything just changed. I'm like, yeah, it's because you've been out of time. Everything just changes. Because when you're not in, just imagine, you're not in sync with the entire collective. You're not in sync with the entire collective. Your rendering is being messed with because you're not in time. Like, that's everything. That's everything about your reality is out of whack. But what so, a what a life to live! Always being. I know. You know. It's t people really suffer from it. It's yeah. like a big deal. Yeah. Just saying. Well, yeah. that's that's amazing. So you know what I'd like to do, Karen, yeah. is just kind of wrap this by going back to your introduction. Yep. And I think one thing that kind of fascinates me is you were talking about this wave of consciousness coming yeah. through. Yeah. And to the degree that it actually is impacting the rules mm -hmm. of time. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Yeah. So the consciousness wave is coming through to release a lot of the density that exists in the current reality. Okay. Which sounds well, like great news. Yeah, it is really great news. It's what a lot yeah. of us have been waiting for, which is awesome. And as we release these layers of density, as naturally, as a result of that, what happens is consciousness starts to rise. So typically what happens is when we talk about uh, abundance in our culture, we're talking about money. We're not really talking about time. The conversation is usually around money, financial things, material goods. But we're not really talking about it in terms of time. We have this sense of um, time not being enough, but we don't really talk about it too much. There's a very, dis very, very strong distortion in our, in our old paradigm around this scarcity mentality around time, okay? Because we're, we feel like we're running out of it all the time. We always say, like, if someone died too soon, like, they, they left too early, or, we're, you know, and the fear of missing out, for example, is very much about, like, we're not enough time in order to have that experience. We're very easily controlled or manipulated because we feel like we don't have enough time. Does that make sense? We're always a little bit on edge, and we also feel like our bodies are decaying and dying, essentially. So there's also that thing which yeah. puts this pressure on, like, there's not enough time, there's not enough time, it, it right? It creates a, a, a certain level of anxiety. Dying? Totally. Yeah. And if you believe that you're finite and in the body, that's even more stressful because you've only got this one yeah. shot. Yeah. yeah? Okay. The new consciousness is about abundance, not only of in terms of experience, money, that type of thing, there's no lack, but also in terms of time. Why is that such a game changer? Because imagine that um, you are on vacation and it's like this amazing beach vacation and there's a lot of time and nothing to do. Right? You're totally at ease. Your biggest decision today is, am I going to have a pina colada? Or am I going to have a margarita? Like, that's your two choices. It's, you know, like, that's it. That's like your big decision for today. That's all you're going to do, right? You're going to walk to get a lobster roll or a salad, right? That's it. So in any case, my point simply is just that when you're in that level of ease where you don't feel like there's a lot to do and that you're going to run out of time, we're very present in our bodies. 
and we're much more difficult to control <laughs> because we feel like there's a lot of time, yeah. there's an abundance, yeah. right? So that anxiety goes away, that stress goes away, we're not as easy to manipulate, everything changes, right? So part of what's happening is that we're moving from this kind of, are we there yet? No, of course not. We're going from this state of being much more easy to manipulate and this sort of anxiety state that we tend to be in almost always to this feeling of abundance ease. <sighs> I can truly be in the moment. Right. And it's less about doing and just being in that just, moment. You're, it's okay what you're doing. Just whatever Whereas, it is. Whatever it is right now, it's great because there's no missing out because you have a lot of time and nothing to do. And what you do do matters less. Do you see what I'm saying? It shifts the game yep. entirely in terms of being in this rat race of having to do, 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 do versus being, which is very still. And very centered and much more able to access the eternal now. Yeah. Very good. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I think you're right. Uh, you could do a documentary yeah. on time. No, not just me, everybody. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, there is so much there. Yeah. But thank you so much for all the insight. You're most welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly. What is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone. This is the group frequency calibration on what is time. And the theme for this particular group frequency calibration is on the present moment in linear time. All right, so getting you more into this present moment, and uh, depending on how we go, we might come into the eternal now. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you may want to watch the entire episode. Okay. Bringing your attention to your body, particularly your ribs. Okay, so as you become aware of your ribs, become aware, please, of the contraction and the expansion of your rib cage as your breath comes in and out of your body. Mm -hmm. And as you become aware of your ribs, this naturally leads to an awareness of your breath. What is the quality of your breath in this moment. Yeah. Without changing it, without judging it, just what is it right now? 
And as you notice the quality of your breath, and this could be things like how shallow or deep it is, if it's at ease or if it's tight, how rapid or slow it is. And now, taking this opportunity to deepen your breath. Allowing it to slow, to become more full. And if you can, to allow the breath to come not only into your chest, but also into your tummy. Good. Nice. And now becoming aware of your surroundings. And as you become aware of your surroundings, becoming aware of all of the ambient sounds around you, other than the sound of my voice. So if you have earbuds or headphones on, become aware of what's happening aside from what's directly in your ears. Okay? Pick up on those smaller sounds around you. Yeah. It may require that you soften your focus a little bit. And also becoming aware of the sounds on my end. The birds are particularly raucous today. So as you become aware of these sounds, <clears throat> blinking your eyes open, please, if they are not already open. And we're going to triangulate here. If you do not know what triangulation is, okay, it simply means becoming aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And as you become aware of these three inanimate objects, it really does not matter what they are, becoming aware of the space or the distance between object A and you. And then doing the same for object B and you, and then object C and you. So that means engaging your mind first. Oh, that thing's about four feet away from me. And if you're metric, just in meters. Okay. And then feeling that distance from object A to you. As you do this over the three objects, you're likely going to notice that your sense of where you are in space somehow becomes more firm or more clear or more present to you, or you just have more awareness around it. Okay. And for some of you, you might even feel a little bit more solid seeming. Okay. Now, some of you need to engage two other points, meaning a total of five. Okay. To get a real sense of where you are. If you're not sure whether or not you need five, just add the extra two. If you're feeling good with three, great. If you're going to add two more points, 
please become aware of to the sides of you and behind you. Yes. Good. Now, some of you do not need your eyes to do this. You can simply feel the objects and that's great. It's not required, but it's wonderful if you can. Okay. Neither is better. They're just different. Meaning using your eyes or your feeling sense. Great. Now bringing your attention, please, to your heart space. And as you bring your attention to your heart space, in the center of your chest, in your nipple line, we're going to take a nice deep breath here together. Inhaling a nice big breath, holding your breath at the very top for a count of four. And whenever you're complete with that four count, releasing your breath and holding it out for a count of six. And for those of you with a faster count, keeping your attention in your heart space, breathing normally as we wait for the mastermind to coalesce. So for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I'll be making some noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me yawn or exhale sharply or even hum. And that's how I remove the distortion patterns at this time. I'm also working more and more in silence. So if you don't hear me making any noise, please know that I'm still working on you. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, bringing your attention to your heart space and your throat space, okay, in the front of your throat. If you're new and you need to use your hands in order to put them over those spaces so you can be more aware of them, please go ahead and do that. If you don't need to, or it's not helpful, don't. So as you are aware of these two spaces, we're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. And that question again is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? Yeah. And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the center of your body. And as you become aware of or imagine this space, imagining 
a brilliance at its very center. Now, for those of you who have done this a number of times, really notice this brilliance intensifying as it expands out through you. And you can go at whatever speed you like for those of you who are more familiar with this. For those of you who are new, this brilliance, and it doesn't have to be a visual light. It can be a feeling of warmth or tingliness or a shimmeriness. As this intensifies, it's going to expand out through yourselves, expanding out through your organs, out through your skeletal system, through your bone structure, expanding out through your flesh, radiating out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Yep. Really becoming aware of this brilliance noticing if it has changed, if you have done this in the past. Noticing if it starts to shake or oscillate from side to side. If it doesn't, that's okay. You don't need to make it. Just notice though, if there is some movement. Mm-hmm. And now becoming aware of the space all around the sphere. And what I'm doing on spirit level, as you become aware of this infinite space, is pulling you up in frequency vibration, irrespective of what level you are at. And we are doing this, A, so this session is the most effective possible because it's coming from the highest resonating order. And B, because you can't yet come here on your own. You need my help for now. This helps you to entrain to a future version of yourself, okay, a future possibility because you'll know where to go 
essentially. Good. Becoming aware, please, of your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So what we're going to do here is pull all of you first back into the center of your body. Now, depending on who you are, you're slightly off or you're a lot off. There are a very small number of you that are in your centers, which is great. Okay. So we're going to pull all of you back into your center. And for those of you already in your center, refining this to allow for even more solidity, more strength, more coalescence of the essence of you at your core. Okay, so here we go. Very good. And keeping your attention in that solar plexus. Pulling all of you now into a more firm sense of time. Actually, before I do this, I really need to release these two distortion patterns. So the first is, uh, for some of you, you are um, reluctant or uncomfortable with or resist being in your bodies. Okay, that prevents you from being in time. That's a kind of a problem. So we'll help you with that. And there are others of you, okay, so this is most of you, where there's a resistance to being in time to being at ease with what is. You're always trying to control time. Okay? Make it your sense of time as opposed to just being present with what is. You're always trying to force a future outcome. So you're distorting time into the future. Okay, Two things going on here. One is resistance to the body on some level. The other has to do with a time distortion. Okay, You don't need to understand any of that. 
It's just preventing me from pulling you into the present moment. So what we're going to do is we're going to release these two uh, pretty huge distortion patterns uh, from you, depending what group you're in. good. So now pulling you into the present moment in linear time. So some of you have more time distortion than what we can deal with in this call or in this GFC. 
So if you need, if you notice that you feel really good for now, and then in a couple of days, you kind of pop back out into your time distortion, you may need an individual session. Okay. And for those of you who are interested in mastering entering the eternal now, which we don't have time to do right now, it's too, and given the group, um, not quite there. I can't just pull you into it. Um, I would recommend checking out the Sedona Eternal Now event. That entire live event was about mastering access to the Eternal Now. Okay, it's an entire weekend that we devoted to this. So obviously to do it in two seconds is um, not optimal and actually with this group, um, too distorting. Okay. So bringing your attention to your xiphoid process right at the base of your sternum. In a direct line towards your belly button. Clearing out, resetting, integrating the pain body. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, Often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.